0: Welcome
1: to the Entertainment Engine. Hi, I'm Pete Moore.
0: And my name's Bex Gregory. And together we are the co-hosts of the Entertainment Engine podcast. We are really excited to share more information about our show.
1: The podcast is for new and existing creators working in music, film and TV. Weekly, we provide our listeners with information, advice and knowledge to help people navigate a career in the entertainment industry.
0: Plus, we have fantastic guests from the world of entertainment who share their stories with us, where we learn from their experience of working in the entertainment business, built in with some fun facts along the way.
1: So be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.
0: You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, plus many others.
1: We look forward to welcoming you to the show.
0: This week, we welcome Cheyenne Salah, who has over 20 years of experience as a creative artist, entrepreneur and youth advocate. Cheyenne has excelled as an All-American athlete, nationally recognised in football, basketball and track and field. While in college, Cheyenne began developing his passion for writing, recording and performing music. Cheyenne has worked as a model, actor and recording artist, landing appearances on MTV, SBN and FOX. While he was studying entertainment legal books and working on his laptop on the set of The Wayans Brothers, he negotiated and signed his first record deal with Focus Entertainment EMI in the late 90s with famed music producer Mark Hill, who's worked with Babyface, Madonna and Mariah Carey and has since gone on to do a multitude of deals with some industry powerhouses, such as House of Blues, WEA, Sony and Universal Music. As a creative artist, Cheyenne has performed, recorded or produced with the likes of Pink Floyd, Run DMC, Seal, Robin Thicke and many more. Cheyenne is also the founder and CEO of Brave New World. We really hope you enjoy the conversation we had with Cheyenne.
1: Well, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on The Entertainment Engine. And today with another special guest, all the way from the USA, entrepreneur, singer-songwriter, producer, writer. What more can I say? Cheyenne Salah, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you guys on The Entertainment Engine and uh, just really, really, really thankful uh, for having the opportunity. So... I'm all heart and soul. Let's 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 get it on.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can't wait, Cheyenne. I mean, it's great to be chatting with you today and just uh, you know, we're just really excited to sort of get back to your sort of, you know, starting with your early life and just really how things sort of got started for you, really. So um, yeah, it's probably great to start start there. Start there, let's take go. us on your journey. Yeah. The journey, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 really interesting, and I'm sure you guys um have this f- for yourselves right like something happens in childhood due to uh the household you grow up in uh, you know, siblings family parents um things you like things you gravitate to uh that that's definitely the rhythm for me with the with the unique caveat that uh my mother sang a lot of gospel uh, and soul music so i had her vocality around the house. I grew up with four other brothers, uh, so it was a straight wolf den. Primarily raised uh, south of Seattle, um, but the family migrated originally from Washington D.C. via Anchorage, Alaska. And um, my dad, who was the son of one of uh, Dr. King's uh, lieutenants in the Civil Rights Movement, oh, wow. uh, he was a he was a big big part of the integration movement in the fifties and sixties. And um, because of all the traveling and moving around, my dad, as he was growing up, became a huge fan of music and began collecting records at at a very early age, vinyl. And so I was raised in a household with a massive vinyl collection uh, of music and music styles, rock and roll, soul, blues, R&B. And of course, as I was growing up, my oldest brother, who's uh, recently passed, was the uh, pioneer of hip hop in our household and so i was blessed to have a lot of music a lot of culture a lot of art history and uh things of that nature were just kind of mm. on default in the household mm. uh and then and uh, naturally through that um i took to music and sports and performance and and so on and so forth and so i i always try to give credit uh whether my family was was intentionally trying to do this or not um i just took to music and took to the arts and took to athletics uh it was a passion something i loved music was a constant in the household and uh mm-hmm. it just kind of naturally grew from there once i got out of college uh, i got a chance to go to hollywood and join a childhood friend who was head of music for the Wayans brothers uh which is where i kind of got my my footprint going, uh, in the entertainment industry. And, uh, soon thereafter I was modeling, got my first record deal, which, uh, which came through, uh, our good friend, Mark Hill and, um, got into business, uh, the entertainment business and outreach and all kinds of crazy fun stuff and touring and, and, you know, 20 years later, here I
0: am. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's really inspiring. You know, like you say, it's interesting to go back to your sort of childhood, really, and how you've been inspired and how things just naturally sort of develop for you, um, which, you know, has taken you on the journey that you've had. Um, and just touching on, yes. you know, your background is quite diverse because, you know, when you attended university as a triple major in sociology, psychology and theology, and then racquetball that you played as well. <laughs> I mean, it's really diverse and then getting inducted into the school's hall of fame as well. I mean, that's a great achievement in itself.
2: Absolutely. You, you know, it's funny. I had a uh, an uncle that was a, a psych dean at uh, uh, Cal Berkeley. University of California at Berkeley. And I was, you know, fishing through being a college football player uh, and being on scholarship and kind of realizing, you know, I got to start making some life choices pretty soon. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a a small conversation with him about what it would take to perhaps uh, continue education uh, there uh, at his university. And with his help, I was able to have a very meaningful conversation with my counselor. And we literally just drafted a, a, a core study regimen that would allow me to qualify. And, uh, it was really kind of a humbug, you know, ordeal. I got to college and realized I had a brain and I started learning, you know, I, I think it, it hits a little bit of all of us at that stage. Right. But it's like, you know, you start learning how to study and you, and you start learning how to, you know, uh, memorize things and and focus and pay attention, and that that really really opened me up. I, I had already had a passion point for those subject matters, be, given the way that I was raised and the family and so on and so forth. that you know society and culture has always been very important to me. So mm. I was fascinated with how the mind works, so psychology was was important. And, you know, theology, I mean, you know, you know, culture and religion and spirituality is the, the dawn of all things born. Right. So it's like, it was very natural for me to move into that space and playing football. You know, we, we had a, a, a national championship team. And um, because of those accolades, I I was able to uh, later be inducted into the hall of fame. So I'm, yeah, very, very proud of it. And, you know, couldn't that yeah. couldn't ask the most High for more I feel very very blessed by it
0: absolutely yeah, that's, that's um
1: <laughs> that's Sorry. really cool and I think doing your degree it's probably helped you using the word analyze people but you can certainly get a good step on people is is that fair to say Cheyenne
2: mm. uh yeah I you know I'm going to tentatively say yes, (laughs) just, (laughs) just, just because, you know, it's like, you know, studying is one thing and, and, and living is, is another. And, uh, I would definitely say life. Um, there, there's no degree or certification you can get that's going to compare to experience and having to connect and work and collaborate and cooperate with people um regardless of whatever the endeavor is or whatever walk of life it's coming from there is no greater education than just being involved in life and yeah. um you know and as someone that's deeply involved in outreach and I lecture and I I help a lot of youth I'm I'm very very pro um school is really secondary it's it's a matter of what you're willing to do with life that's going to you know really register what your education means to you at all
1: you know Mm -hmm. it's it's uh it's how
2: it's how you move it you know how you move it and if you can apply some of your schooling to your passion then man that that can make for an awesome experience in life
1: and and also as well shine i think it'd be really really good if we had a generation that just listened to the older generation about the mistakes that they made i think we could be onto a winner on that area
2: (laughs) 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 exactly exactly (laughs)
0: I know but I think people it's true people have to kind of go through these experiences to sort of come out the other side and think well you know you might have done things a bit different you know maybe but I think that's why we go through these things isn't it to come out and think okay I've learned from that and I can move forward as a better person stronger person so yeah I I agree with that
2: absolutely absolutely absolutely
1: and, and really from this, Shire, and you then began working as a model, actor, recording artist, you know, landing appearances in MTV, ESPN and Fox. Be great to learn more about these experiences.
2: Yeah. I, like I said, I, I got, uh, you know, luck of the draw, if you would, God's hand or <laughs> just yeah. good, uh, good karma. And it's funny because I always think good karma comes with a caveat because there's always like an, a journey that mm-hmm. is associated with, quote unquote, Good karma. Um, but I I mean that to say I had enough nerve and maybe courage, if you would, to try my hand in the entertainment mecca of the world. And um as it turned out, you know, a childhood friend uh who also went to college with Marlon Wayans, they were dorm dorm roommates and they became very, very close friends and they went and tackled Hollywood together. So here I here I come three, four years later. Uh, and you know, they, they've already set the pace and my buddy, Eric Willis, uh, who's again, childhood friend, longtime friend and producer, uh, great talent. He was the head of music for Wayans Wayne's films. And, um, you know, there was a little culture there, kind of a small black Hollywood. There was all these, uh, urban shows on the, the WB network at that time shows like Steve Harvey and said, the entertainer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. LL Cool J had a show called In the House. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They were on that lot. Wayans Brothers. And so as you could imagine, um, you know, when you're on a lot like that, you know, you got agents and managers and producers and lawyers and everyone just kind of in the free free flow of who may have interest in talent or in, in the productions themselves. And so I was in an environment that was very similar to being on a college campus, there it was tons of resource, uh, and all, all I needed to be willing to do was try my hand at season opportunities when they presented themselves, which is which is what I did. I got a chance to uh, start meeting people and um, showing them showing my talent and being willing to work hard, which was already in my discipline from being a college athlete and college student. And I just worked my ass off (laughs) to be, to be, (laughs) to be straight, straight up with you. I just, you know, I just had a work ethic that was like insane and I wanted it, you know, I wanted it really, really bad. And so I was able to meet some really good people, including folks like Mark Hill. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah he's, but he's, he's top. He's, he's top. top
0: guy, isn't he's he? I was going to say actually, because I know you touched on it a little bit earlier. But yeah, tell us a little bit more about actually the time, obviously when you did sign to N Focus Entertainment, EMI in the late '90s, wasn't it? Obviously yes. with Mark here, our good friend. You know, I mean, he's worked with everyone, hasn't he? I mean, you know, Babyface, Madonna, Mariah Carey. I mean,
1: oh, we
2: love him. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he's great. He's great.
0: He's great. Yeah, yes. top guy.
2: Mark. Mark is a. Is uh, you know, it's amazing because. He was, he was so great for me because I was, you know, I was, I was in this space of, you know, I'm just trying to bronze my bones in Hollywood and, and get things going. And he was the first like real major uh producer, executive that really kind of big brothered me, if you would, and brought me into his life, you know, not just into the office or into the studio, but. Like Mark brought me in his life and taught me how this business goes, taught me uh, the importance of relationships and friendships and things you got to watch out for. Uh, he he gave me some of the nuances that were were not pretentious and, and they weren't um, agenda-based. Like he was really concerned about, hey, if you want to do this for the rest of your life, here's how you do it. Yeah. and. And, you know, that, that's, man, that's really hard to find in that town. Like, <laughs> again, yeah. that you know, there's that, that good karma thing again, right? It's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, it, it, it just happened. I tell people all the time, like, I've been very, you know, lucky. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've had, I've had enough lessons in it all to, uh, mm-hmm. to write a, to write a series of books about. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like, I, I just believe in that stuff. I believe that if you have, good intentions and you really want something, you know, from a pure place, uh, and you're not wrapped in like trying to be perfect or trying to be something you're not like, you'll run across those other types of people that are, Mm -hmm. that are already further down the road. And and Mark, Mm -hmm. Mark is like the epitome of that guy. Like he's the, you know, he's not trying to fit in. He's not trying to be perfect for anyone. He's just a good dude with a good head on his shoulders, ultra talented, uh, very well liked very smart and uh yeah. and with some and with somebody that you know has been very committed and driven uh in in this business and so he was everything as far as a door opener uh and someone that that gave me an opportunity and and let me in on the the intimate side of the business yeah. and uh I'm for, I'm forever grateful and he's still one of my greatest friends in the game to this day yeah,
0: yeah I mean, it's like- it's, Great mentor to have, really, isn't it? Yeah, I
2: mean, wow.
1: absolutely. I think um, what I've said to to Bex as well, Shine, is that one of the funny stories is I um, was lucky enough to attend Nam with Mark, and um, just before lockdown, really, and a couple of the guys said to me, "When you are walking around Nam with Mark, just be prepared to be stopped about a hundred times because everyone wants to talk <laughs> to him." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was exactly the case. um <laughs> but like you have known Mark a few years now and hit it off and you know from my perspective Mm -hmm. and and probably Becky's perspective he's just genuine like Mm -hmm. you say he's not pretentious he's not trying to be something he's not um the real deal he's just the real deal and he knows everybody basically yeah
2: he does you know I got a I got a great nam story so funny enough my my first ever nam was right after I signed with Mark that was one of our yeah. First experiences we had. And, he, you know, he's telling me all about it. I'd never been to a music convention or anything, any, any kind of entertainment convention. And um, and I loved it. And you're, you're right. Like everyone knew Mark and he knew everybody and he's walking me around all these folks. Okay. And sure enough, some I don't know it must have been about seven or eight years ago. Um, this is well after Mark and I first went, but I began being asked to become a panelist at NAM. And started, you know, kind of sharing my my story, my journey, my successes, and I did that for several years in a row. And then the Nam just before COVID, which must be the one you're talking about, yeah. Peter. Yeah. So what, what was that? What twenty uh, the twenty now? twenty Nam no, uh,
1: twenty nineteen? No, 2019, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yes. So I hadn't seen Mark in some years, and I'm I'm in I'm in the lobby checking in, getting ready to go to my <laughs> panel. Yeah, and I'm and and I'm sitting in the lobby, and I and I look over my shoulder, and he's like sitting right there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Cheyenne," you know, blah blah blah, and we just we just embraced, and we just kind of had that moment like, this is like the very here I am paneling now, um at at the convention where this man who's standing before me introduced me to the industry and the business and and the culture and the way things go. And it was just a really, it was really a surreal, like like
0: full circle moment. Yeah, full yeah. Circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So crazy. He was so happy to hear that I was <laughs> paneling and and doing what I was doing. And um, yeah, man, that's just I I can't say enough about him. He's he's special.
1: Yeah, he is. Aww. He is. He, he he. I talk to him every day, pretty much on WhatsApp, and you know <laughs> he loves Becky and he loves what we're doing. And you know, again the very rare people that come along there's probably a couple of people in the UK that I've worked with shine that are a bit similar to mark and sadly mm-hmm. one passed away a few years ago um uh, a really good manager that I used to work it. with just one of those unfortunate things but he was a great manager um a great mm-hmm. publisher just had a lot of knowledge and um but they're very rare so i think people like mark and they're just rare people in the business because i think most people that i've come across and the, the amount of years i've been in the business, is that could be quite selfish or just mm. take 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 so when you've got people that are just generally around you it's it's actually really refreshing yeah absolutely i
0: totally yeah. agree it's quite a small industry, really, isn't it, if yeah. you really break it down. So it's always good. We sort of call it our little circle of friends, don't we? Circle of trust. <laughs> circle of trust.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very yeah. true. <laughs> and, that's,
1: and that's when, you know, it, everything leads to, you know you know, to a great place, I think, really. I think if you surround yourself with good people or try to, then anything's possible.
0: Good things can happen.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: So... As a creative artist, you've performed recorded, well, with some great people like Pink, Floyd, DMC, Seal, Robin Thicke. I mean, how did all these collaborations come about? Was that through Mark or through different sort of structures you had? And who's your favourite artist to work with as well?
0: That's a good one. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, I, I would say my life is chock full of these uh, unique, magnetic moments of me having, again, uh, the nerve, uh, to be courageous about passions that I have. And, uh, I just been, been very blessed to run into the right people along the way, but a lot of the folks I've been able to work with, and I would say probably the most pivotal out of that list you mentioned is, is Daryl McDaniels from run DMC, uh, simply simply because that was the, um, that was that run DMC was my brother, who my brother Marcus is who, who's recently passed from COVID. Um, he was a big hip hop, like just lover oh, wow. connoisseur. Mm, yeah. and, and the yeah. and the first record he introduced to us was, was King of Rock by, by DMC. And
0: wow, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So
2: so many years <laughs> later, obviously, you know, getting a chance to, to work with DMC and have him work with my foundation and for us to just communicate on like the essence and the culture of hip hop and music and 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 messaging and like just passions and intention was was just an an amazing uh experience for me um like mark along the way i've you know i've developed a lot of relationships in in my circle of trust that uh really just took a liking to my approach i i never really got into the business to try to quote unquote you know blow up, if you would. My thing was always uh, much like an athlete's personality. My thing was always I just want to be dope. I want I want to deliver art. I want it to be respected. I want my work to be um, you know, I want my passion to kind of you know supersede uh, any other intention. I wanted to just feel alive, man, like and just do what I feel was was in me to do. And and in most cases, it's it's led me into some, some really great opportunities and and friendships. I got to meet Scotty Page from Pink Floyd, and he and I became oh, cool. r- really really good friends. He's sax player for Pink yeah. Floyd, and yeah, uh, he's great. A, a, an amazing businessman, and it, from technology to films to, you know, much yeah. much like Mark, you know, one of those guys that's got his hands in a little bit of. Of everything and yeah just been really 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 fortunate to meet those types yeah yeah yeah
0: I mean, it's funny suck. enough scott actually i was you're probably going to say actually yeah. scott came on our podcast a little while back oh
2: did he and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's
0: he's brilliant <laughs> yeah i mean he's a fascinating chap i mean what he's done in his career oh, it was, and,
1: a great, it was a great was a great chat yeah really nfts
0: good. is his big thing right yeah. now yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah we had a great yeah then, didn't we
0: oh Brilliant.
2: <laughs> so when you oh, speak to him, awesome. say hi from us Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Scott, Scott is he's really interesting in a sense that like he's always, you know, he's always on the forefront of that next thing, that next energy. And uh I've you know, I've gotten a chance. He actually uh played a couple of my shows at the Whiskey a Go Go, uh in, mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Oh nice, and, yeah, yeah, just just an amazing dude and and an even better friend, like. Scott's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. I'll definitely send him some love from you too. yeah
0: definitely <laughs> and I mean
1: also as well shot um, I mean run DMC, I mean man that They're is amazing that. that's why we love doing the podcast because it's it's bringing people on that are telling their stories and that's just super cool. yeah that's super cool
0: and iconic yes yeah.
2: and, and 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 another one of those like full circle moments for me because I, I and i remember i'll never forget I'm, I'm sitting in the uh the lobby of the of the renaissance hotel at the time where he and i are having our first meeting and i you know i'm sitting there like and i'm very seldom starstruck or anything like that um I but i i just man i couldn't help it like i'm just sitting there looking at him and there was a moment where i, I think he might have been like man you okay <laughs> <And> i'm like <laughs> like dude like you're like you're just. I listened to you every day as a kid. Like uh, those those wow. re- those records and just the impact of Run DMC. Their global success as early as they had it in in hip hop culture was just uh, an amazing thing. And so to be sitting there with a guy who who look at me and say he was he was in such admiration and respect for the way I was going about my career, which was centered around, mm. I'm just gonna buck the curve. Like, I wanna be with the people. I wanna be on campuses. I wanna be in the street. I wanna be at the, the at the festivals. I wanna be in the park. I wanna be where people are so I can exchange this energy. And he basically was telling me in that meeting, like, that's how it's supposed to be. Like, we as artists, we're supposed to connect. And share information, and rock each other's lives, and 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 create um, you know healthy challenge, and and think about what's going on in the world, and use our music to you know try to you know convey those experiences. And he just was giving me that that pat in the back that I had his support, and that he, he loved the intention and the way that I was going about moving. And it was such an amazing, uh, humbling you know, moment for me to to sit with him and, and connect and then we went on to do events together and all kind of cool stuff. And I just yeah, I I can't say enough about what that moment did for me because that was that was a really, really deep, uh deep thing.
1: Oh absolutely. Oh, I, I can mean imagine wow. wow. I mean yes. they are just what can they are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, Cheyenne. I mean, you are the founder of Brave New World. Can you explain a little bit more about the company and your vision? It'd be great to hear more about this.
2: Yes, absolutely. Brave Brave New World is it's my idea of a uh, imaginary <laughs> uh, world <laughs> where you know people that are willing enough to be creative to be innovative, to be waymakers, are offered a planet to exist on where everything is all about optimizing your potential. And I thought, because I knew I wanted to be in the entertainment arts sector for the rest of my life, I knew that I wanted to make impact and change along the way. And even though there's the pre-existing notion of the robotic kind of matrix-centered uh, uh, Aldous Huxley um, book that came out back in the day that that uses that title, my concept was about be- like being disruptive around that. Like, why do we have to be robotic? We can just be spiritual and be uh, creative and be innovative and be artistic and be courageous from a soul level and that was a construct that I felt would always provide a, a statement, a sense of challenge, and um, something to develop and grow. And so conceptually, the term Brave New World means that to me, that it is the land of human beings in their superhero form, trying to make trying to make good out of bad. And while all the way, trying to understand why why bad exists, if you would, and and have that kind of healthy journey and that courageous journey at the forefront of life. And through it, you build a construct that includes a, a record label um where you know such music uh, can be developed and have this unique parallel with outreach, where uh, you know, you can deliver to people. uh uh, an entertainment company a record label if you would that where the artists give a damn about their consumer and have the ability to connect with their consumer and elevate them and give them that vibration that uh comes from a a woodstock type energy Mm -hmm. or the era of the 70s uh or 80s hip-hop when the dawn of hip-hop began growing uh globally that that feel good daring energy uh and so uh, you know what what started out as a concept you know became this this mechanism that that's kind of grown on its own and i've had the fortune of working with a lot of great people along the way and doing awesome things and paralleling and combining music with lecture and, and outreach and, uh, and creating experience and That spilled on to college campuses and then quickly moved into working with various brands from Starbucks to Levi's to you name it, and um, helping people kind of move into this era that we're in now where uh, soul and intimacy and things that people really care about um, are, are, are at the forefront of social movements and 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 social causes and and things that really have uh an effect on people and so a lot of those causes include everything from education to breast cancer awareness to uh healing you know race relations uh you know, challenging uh social norms economic norms that have, have kept people uh behind the curtain and below the ground if you would for far too long and um, to do it in an exciting and innovative and musical and passionate way is what the nature and culture of Brave New World is all about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, wow, I, I really I like, the, like that, and I think
0: great message.
1: And it yeah. is one thing I want to touch on, which you said about superhero. Mm-hmm. What superhero would you be, Cheyenne? Ooh. Ooh, that
2: is Who a really be? good question. Who would you be? Because
1: I think we could invent a new one, actually. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love that. I love that. You know
1: what's funny? Brave
0: New so World, like, the, the movie, I how, think. how
1: about mm-hmm. something? Yeah, what I'm seeing is, you know, we have got Spider-Man and Batman and we've had Black Panther and all sorts of, you know, wonderful creations. Mm. Um, I see something shine like the light. Something along the light. So basically, he's like when the kids are looking up into the sky, he's there.
0: Shining bright. Shining it. bright.
1: <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it. I love there it. We go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the light man. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, light there man. You go.
1: Yeah. Man of light. <laughs> the man of light. Yeah. There we the go. Man of
2: light. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I'll
1: Y'all tell you like what. We love that. Let's get Mark to produce the album. There we go. And we just we talk to Disney.
0: Big great soundtrack. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let the man light up. Light up the man. Light
0: up the brave new world.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. Light up. Light up the world. That's right. There we go.
0: There we go. I mean, you've done some amazing, you know, work. And, you know, like you, you talked about, you know, previously. Um w- w- tell us about the the multimedia campaign called the Cafe Noir project. Yeah. Now this was mm. in conjunction with Starbucks, I believe. So yeah, expand on that a little bit more.
2: Yes, that is oh man, that 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 is a project that's very near and dear to my heart. Basically, it, it goes back to childhood. My grandmother, who was just all things renaissance and uh, she was very much into art and culture poetry music uh live production plays so on and so forth but anyways as a kid one of my fondest memories of her was she would just you know you wake up in the morning and and begin tending the business um, in the radical way that only she could do and it was always, you know, some coffee brewing in the background. This is back in the day, like this, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, pre pre Starbucks for for for, <laughs> for for my status. Yeah, you know, this yeah, is yeah. this is the days of Folgers and Sanka and uh, mm-hmm. you know, U-Ban and you know these these yeah, yeah. kind of store store yeah. brand coffees. And I just remember the smell. Well, fast forward, uh, you know, to my current life. One day, this is my grandmother had passed uh, some years ago. And I, I've always been very fond of her. I believe in being honorable to ancestors and heritage and, and so on and so forth. And we're in a meeting uh, in Seattle at the 23rd and Jackson store, which is in the heart of the central district. And I'm with my team and we're just meeting at a Starbucks and just out the blue, like it was like, God downloaded something on me. and was like, you know, you need to perform here. And I, I remember telling my, my partner, Candice, and a couple of other teammates, like, I think I want to perform here and everyone kind of looked at me like what? Like you want to perform it. <laughs> yeah. You want to <laughs> perform at Starbucks like I'm I'm a traditionalist. I've been on a lot of stages and a lot, you know, kind of the the bigger level stuff. Mm. And here I was in a coffee shop like no, I want to do this and I wanted to just kind of do something that was very down home, something I felt like being in grandma's basement around mm-hmm. the coffee smells or whatever and Sure enough, my partner Candace goes and talks to the manager. And within a matter of minutes, I, I'm like booked, like uh the following weekend or something. And wow. this was this was just a passion thing. Like I just wanted to perform and just like turn the beats on and, and do some mm. stuff I didn't typically do. And I had a I had a full five-piece band at the time. So this was like really downsizing. Anyways. Wow. So
0: it's really I, acoustic, I, kind of really yeah. intimate. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, very intimate, very, you know, just off the cuff community. Mm. And I started, I started doing it and I, you know, before you know it, man, I, you know, you look up and the whole coffee shop is packed and people are, you know, staying for, for, you know, way past any normal Starbucks time. Uh, and then they started anticipating when I would perform and I began getting booked like two or three times a week. And then that kind of shot up the corporate ranks. Um, and my, my brother, who's a former uh, employee of the Sonics, when the Sonics were here, uh, he had a friend that um, was was working for Starbucks. Because at, at that point, Howard Schultz, who formerly owned the Sonics, obviously yeah. owned yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she worked for Howard. And he said, man, you need to call Andrea because she's in marketing. She's going to love this. I'm hearing about what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. So Andrea and I talk and we meet at starbucks and she loves it and she's like what do you want to do like i'm like i don't know i guess i just want to keep performing the the one thing i can tell you is whatever happens like i i the nature of it i i don't want the behemoth coffee giant to own it i don't want them to not you know uh you know i I need that autonomy this is really about just music and connecting with people and Mm. she loved that and she goes you have to meet Paula Boggs. And and Paula is a very well-respected, she was the the right hand of Howard Schultz. She was lead counsel uh, for Starbucks for many, many years. And is a wonderful um, uh, artist, musician herself, and she just so happened to be performing that night. And I went and met Paula, and Paula and I hit it off. And that following week, um, I was being blessed by the top global heads to, uh, create this tour run and this experience. And we began performing it around the country and, uh, was given the right to, to, to document it and to, um, you know, own it and, Mm -hmm. and, and make it the experience that it became. And so that led to partnerships with, um, uh, partnered companies like Barnes and Noble and, And others and and it's it's now um finally what 10 years later, uh this entire experience is going to be released here within this next year, uh in the form of an an a full LP uh documentary and a and a coffee table book. And um that's really cool. and And it's all about just, you know, music and people and traveling around and tackling issues and you know relative songs um being sang and performed and uh yeah that, that whole kind of thing that brave new world type stuff you know what i mean yeah, yeah so that's what i mean
1: <laughs> with the world that we live in as well mm. sean do you do you feel refreshed or maybe yeah refreshed of the fact that a corporate didn't want to own everything and they actually mm. gave you the time of day
0: they obviously believed in what yeah. you were doing yeah, as yeah. well
2: yeah and i think you know that kind of just starts with uh you know, obviously, you know, you you know, the nature of corporations like that, they, they eat things and they, you Mm -hmm. know, they Mm -hmm. autonomy is not necessarily, you know, part of the, the, the familial thread of, of a, of a corporate engine like that. But I think, you know, to Starbucks's credit, uh, the individuals that I got a chance to deal with understood the musicality and the the nature of connecting with people mm-hmm. and 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 the importance and and dare i say value even economic value of yeah. having yeah yeah holistic holistic narrative like yes yeah. you know yeah. seeing seeing what it would mean for them to connect that way um yeah. was 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 going to actually provide them some value and and,, uh, so, yeah, i I do feel refreshed, but and I think that a lot of more artists could uh, could move this way with sponsors mm-hmm. and brands um if they were willing to just say, "Hey, this is really what it's about. This is not about turning a profit. This is about uh, really connecting. Yeah. and um, yeah, so I, I you know, because I was in a position where, you know, I've never been the type to just, you know, kind of sell my wares out. I uh, and I think that they knew that, and I and I was already very active in the community and didn't necessarily need Starbucks. Mm. Um, I think it, I think it gave me some leverage that that had to be respected kind of along the way. But more than anything, my intention was to just play good music for the people. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I'm sure they really, loved really it. I,
0: I bet the feedback was really good from just the people watching and the community. I'm sure, you know, they, they really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah.
2: It was amazing. Every time I would perform it, we started running data on it along the way, obviously. So um, I think that our sales increase was like 300% for any mm-hmm. store I was in. People stayed like an extra hour, hour and a half longer than they normally would. Um, and so you yeah. know you could see in the data like the value add was 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 tremendous. Um, and then the you know i i I try not to approach, particularly with with brands like this. I'm always uh, conscious about integrating community. And so one of the cool things we're able to do is bring all of our collegiate partners onto the ground, and I would during intermission, allow people from different partners from different uh college campuses uh you know speak to the community about scholarship opportunities you know funds that are available for hardship students or families in need um and so we kind of opened it up as a community resource mm-hmm. uh slash concert all yeah. in one and that mm-hmm. that really started to kind of tie in the you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole consciousness of it all
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things I wanted to say to you, Sean, is the the fact that you're in Seattle is probably one of the most spectacular places for music. Anyway, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden. I mean, it's yeah, a wow. great band. Great come out bands. Seattle.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. There's definitely a a very rich and and gritty uh organic music culture out here you know it's, it's something across between all the green and all the gray and uh, yeah. and all the rain
1: yeah
2: <laughs> you yeah know, you know you got this uh and, and then you got you know some of the world's most brilliant corporate minds are right here in our backyard from Microsoft to Amazon to Starbucks to mm. Cos- Costco you know you name it um there's a lot of just success history around. And one of our agendas in the community right now is and 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 we're very fortunate because we were able to get some really cool partnerships with the state of Washington uh, to create our own kind of you know conventions and workshops uh where we're gonna be kind of having our own little micro NAMs, if you would, where uh friends from, from the circle of trust, as you call it. Yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be able to come in from the Londons and New Yorks and and LAs and share with our community um, the back end of the business and wh- whether it's marketing, publicity, publishing, management, legal, all the stuff that comes with it. The yeah. only thing that's ever been missing out of Seattle is the industry itself. But there's mm. tons of tons of talent here and uh it, it's a uh, it's an honor, it's an honor to be associated with with the culture and history. Oh,
1: absolutely. That's, i completely that agree. That sounds amazing. Uh, 100%. Now, for a bit of fun, are you ready? Are you ready for this? <laughs>
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> this
0: Uh-oh. is the fun bit of the This podcast. is the fun bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get prepared. What three people would you choose to go to dinner with and why? Whew. It could be anyone anybody it could be anybody and even if they're passed away anybody who would you who would you go to dinner
2: with wow that's really tough okay so i would say well uh, jesus would be one
1: <laughs> okay and okay
2: and yeah i yeah I, I gotta throw him in there because the big fella he, he, yeah, yeah 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 the yeah the, yeah, the big fella and uh, you know <laughs> and people, people forget how serious his his brand is he's worldwide really pretty big time yeah yeah he's worldwide <laughs> big you know
0: legacy I mean? like, going on yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i gotta throw him in there i would say um and 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 that's really for like the the supernatural almost like you know he's like my first like superhero character like yeah you know yeah, the, yeah. the the the, ma- the magical stuff like the walking on water and turning you know turning water into wine and like just five fishes to feed
1: five thousand yeah. people yeah, gonna, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i think he's gonna I mean? be like,
0: starring in the new movie brave new world i'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I got. I gotta have that combo with him. I gotta know. I yeah. you know just lock him uh, in. I love that. I love that whole. Vibe. <laughs> and I tell you what, we'd have to, then, to get
1: James L. Jones to play you, Shine. How about that one?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I think uh, my next guy would be Muhammad Ali. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, wow. I just, I just love that. Like, yeah. Man. You know, yeah. the courage and the brashness and the, mm. the, 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 the beauty he put into being a fighter, like mm. just his style, uh, his charisma. Um, and then Boy. after, after the ailment of, of, of Parkinson's, you know, his, his grace in front of the world.
1: Mm. He's a legend. Um, He's a pure legend. Pure mm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just, uh,
2: just, uh, just amazing. I'm, I'm actually just astonished by his uh his life.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: then I would say um my goodness. Lastly whew, Man, this is that's a really tough question. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe the last one on that list would be and I'm just going to do it because I haven't picked a woman yet, but I just adore Sade. Sade, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. wonderful, oh, it, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it, That's a crazy list to throw her on, but I I have to do it because uh, you know she she's beautiful and, and insanely talented and intelligent oh. and all of that. Great artist, but,
1: yeah, super artist. Well, that
0: would yeah. be a great dinner. What a great I've got long as Mohammed Ali
1: doesn't right? knock out Jesus, we don't want that going
2: no. on. No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know <laughs> But see the thing is we are on the light theme because Jesus will show us the light and that's and, what, and that's what and that's what Cheyenne's doing. So exactly I, there's a there's a thread here. It is, There's a
0: theme.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, then, and then and then with Sade's music as the soundtrack, like Exactly.
1: You, <laughs> there you, you go. Know, there you
2: I'll go. You going wrong. What yeah, more could you yeah. want? <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: L- l- let's just go and talk to the corporates to get their checkbooks out and away we go. <laughs> yeah, make
0: it happen. <laughs> Oh, oh but it. but last of all, Cheyenne, I mean, where can our listeners find out more about you and your music and all your projects that you've got going on?
2: Absolutely. Well, I am uh, I'm available on every social media platform, you know, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, you know, all the usual suspects. And of course, my music can be found on all the streaming networks, Tidal, Apple, uh, Spotify, of course. And the spelling of my name is S-H-Y-A-N-S-E-L-A-H. And my in- entire catalog, and I got literally um, a multitude of more singles and projects coming out throughout the, the remainder of this year. And uh, a lot of really cool collaborations coming up with hip hop legends and and some rock legends. And um, So I hope that the people, your listeners, are uh, going to be kind of dialing in and getting to know me artistically a a little bit. And, of course, me and Mark got tons of plans to to be getting over there to the UK Mm. and uh, and the rest of the world with some of our music uh, projects we're doing together. And I'm just really thankful for you, Pete and Beck, to, you know, just having me on here and um, giving me the opportunity to share a little bit of my soul with the world. No, No,
0: thank you. No, we really... Really appreciate you coming on. We've really enjoyed speaking to you and just hearing all your background, your stories, and you know we absolutely love what you're doing. We love your sound, your music, and
1: do we? Yeah. Do, do we really? Because I'm just going to go back to Mark and say, <laughs> Mark, just don't bring him to the table again. <laughs> I really don't want him on the show. Just tell him to clear off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Thanks so much. It's <laughs> been in that, it's been real, and that's why we do the podcast because I think. He's just learning about people's backgrounds and what they've done. And we look at it as documenting, you know, a a timestamp on what we've done. Mm. So when we're long gone, hopefully our podcast will still be there for people to maybe listen to and take some, uh, you know, tune in. Yeah, tune in. Yeah, there you go.
2: Absolutely. I love it. You guys guys are great. I I truly appreciate you guys. You guys are giving me a good energy boost. So um, hats off to you. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Well, that's all for today's episode of The Entertainment Engine, and thanks for listening.
0: It would be great to have your feedback on the show, so please drop us a message at any time. We would love to hear from you.
1: So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode.
0: Thanks for listening to the show, and remember to all stay safe.
2: The Entertainment Engine.